The following is a production of Phoenix Media. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. And now to our story. Well, it looked for a while as if Dr. Deutsch and his gang of spies were going to succeed in their attempt to deliver the Grayson submarine into the hands of a foreign power. The finest undersea boat in the world was well into the Atlantic, but not too far away for Superman. The mighty visitor from the planet Krypton found the submarine and returned it safely to the naval base with its captain and crew unharmed. Dr. Deutsch and his accomplice Hans were taken prisoner. And then, just as they were about to face punishment for their crimes, not the least of which was the murder of the submarine's designer, Walter Grayson... They manage to break loose. Dr. Deutsch and Hans are free once more to work their evil against peace and freedom. Where will they strike first? At the moment, they are speeding away from the naval base in a stolen car. Faster, Hans. Faster. By this time, they know we have escaped. They're after us. Yeah, Doctor, but these holes are dangerous. There are too many curves. You see? Don't worry, Hans. This car was built to travel at high speed. It is an official car. How did it happen to be ready for our escape? It did not happen, Hans. It was arranged. You will learn in this business, if you live long enough, never to cross the lock. Who arranged it, Herr Doctor? We have a very good friend at the naval base. A very good friend. Don't ask me who it is. There's something even you cannot know. Yeah, Herr Doctor. Now, I'm right at the next crossroad, up ahead. Where are we going, Herr Doctor? Back to the old hideout. That's the ocean road. But, but we can't do that. They will no doubt be working for us. Turn, you fool. Don't ever do that again, Hans. Remember, I give orders. You obey. Yeah, yeah, Doctor. But I told you... are not supposed to think. Go faster. May I ask a question, Herr Doctor? What is it? Why are we going back to that house on the cliff? In the first case, Hans, we are not going back to the house. But where are we going? Slow down. Now, look along the shoreline of the cove where we had the Grayson submarine anchored. Yeah? You see that small shack almost hidden in the woods near the shore? Yeah. Yeah, I see it. That is where we are going. Stupid police will have the house and the cliff guarded, of course. But they will never think to look in the shack. But what is in the shack, Herr Doctor? 
250. Turn into Stark Road. I do not like this, Adolfo. You are too close to danger. Whether or not you like it is of small importance. Have you forgotten that you took the oath to work on the master plan? Have you forgotten that those who took the oath swear that they would make the master plan succeed or die in the attempt? No. No, I have not forgotten. The Grayson submarine was nothing. It is the master plan that counts. The plan to rule the world. Stop the car. We'll walk the rest of the day. What are we going to do with the car? I will show you. Get out. Close the door. Turn the front wheels toward the water. Now, get behind here with me and push. The car will roll into the water, Herr Doctor. To be precise, hands into 30 feet of water. But what will we do without a car? Leave that to me. Now. I try. Try. Push. It is rolling. Push. Harder. Yeah. Harder. Now, let it go. It sinks fast, Herr Doctor. Yeah. The inside is already filled up. Now only the top shows. Yeah, Hans. Now she is gone. Not even a bubble. You will never find it down there. You are quite right. The sea hides many things. Now, Hans, I will show you why we have come to this shack. Look over there. What do you see? A line of telephone posts. Yes. Marching like soldiers over the hill, eh? Then suddenly, halfway down the hill, the poles stop. Why, Herr Doctor? Because from that point on, the telephone wires go underground through a cable. And that cable, Hans, is directly under the shed. And where do you think those telephone wires come from? You do not know, Herr Doctor. From the naval base, Hans. From the naval base. Ah, I am beginning to understand. We will listen in. Precisely, Hans. He, how do you say it, will tap the wires. He will hear all the conversations. He will see nothing, but he will hear everything. Wunderbar, Herr Doctor. Wunderbar. Wait until you have seen what's inside the shack. You will be amazed. Come, Hans, down this path. Yeah. No one will possibly suspect this abandoned shack. There are thousands like it all over America. Ah, here we are. Notice how the lock on the door has been hidden. See, it is behind this board. Excellent, Herr Doctor. Now I unlock the door. Herr Doctor, like a laboratory. Yes, a complete laboratory. Over there, a powerful shortwave sending and receiving set. In that corner, a dark room for developing important photographs we may find it necessary to take. But look over here. Yeah? This trap door leads to a deep cellar. Help me lift it. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Follow me down the ladder, Hans. Yeah. yeah. There is that light switch. Ah, here it is. Wunderbar. A telephone switchboard. Yes. Then we have found the cable. We will tap the wires into the switchboard. Then, Hans, not only can we listen here... But we can transfer the calls if we wish. Come, you're wasting precious time. Here to space. We must dig for that cable. Come now. <coughs> Unfortunately, Hans, we were unable to deliver the Grayson submarine. But if I say that is a small matter. The important thing is the master plan. Yeah. Master plan. There are people, Hans, who may be in our way. This newspaper reporter, Clark Kent. Possibly his editor. Or even that danger. We must be careful. Yeah, Doctor. No matter what, Hans, no matter if it means death, the master plan cannot fail. Deep, Hans. Deep.
as the two enemies of peace dig for the buried telephone cable that may be a source of important confidential information, Clark Kent and Commander Leeds, head of the naval base, are engaged in conversation in the latter's office when the phone rings. Excuse me, Kent. Commander Leeds speaking. Yes? Good. Send him right over. Lewis, the Secret Service man assigned to the base, will be here in a few minutes. Well, how can he help us, Commander? Deutsch and his henchmen are gone. It's up to the police to find them. I know, but there's more to this than appears on the surface. Deutsch isn't just a run-of-the-mill spy. He must have an organization behind him. Otherwise, how would he dare try anything like kidnapping the Grayson submarine by encircling it with a huge steel net and dragging it to a hidden cove? He's daring, all right. And clever. Did you uh, read the report on that house they were operating from? Yes. They had a 5,000-horsepower motor fed from a dynamo. Mm. That's what they used to pull the cable that was attached to the submarine net. They're clever, Kent. Oh, come in, Lewis. Commander. Shake hands with Clark Kent. Oh, glad to know you, Mr. Kent. How do you do? Well, Lewis, what have you learned? Very little, Commander Leeds. I questioned the man who was bringing them from the submarine to the detention pen. He claims he was struck from behind. How did they manage to get a car, Mr. Lewis? Yes, an official car with a key in the ignition. Now, we haven't checked that through yet, but I wouldn't worry about them if I were you, Commander. We'll nail them sooner or later. But in the meantime, I've got to answer for that escape. It's say you questioned the yard officer and he claimed someone struck him from behind? Yes, sir. Who was that someone? I suppose we can assume it was either Deutsch or Hans. We can't assume things, Kent. What about it, Lewis? Well, I don't know, sir, but don't worry ahead about it. Within 24 hours, we'll have them back in the detention pen. Men like that can do a lot of damage in 24 hours. It just occurred to me, Commander. Who ordered them taken to the detention pen? It was my understanding you were going to question them first. That's right. Who did order it? Lewis, do you know? I thought you issued the order, sir. I certainly did not. Well, perhaps it was Captain Denning. No, I'm sure the yard officer told me Commander Leeds had issued the order. And I tell you, I didn't. Well, there's one easy way to find out. Ask the yard officer. I left him in the infirmary getting a scalp wound patched up. What's his name? Ensign Carter. I'll find out who issued that order if it's the last thing I do. Commander Leeds speaking. Locate Ensign Carter, yard officer. Have him report to my office at once. Try the infirmary first. Of course, you may have forgotten having given the order, Commander. After all, there was a lot of excitement when the Grayson sub came in. I don't forget things like that, Kent. And anyway, it couldn't have been a verbal order. All detention orders must be made out on a specified form and signed by an officer. Well, what difference does it make who issued the order? It may not make any difference to you, Lewis. You're a civilian government employee. You can't appreciate the necessity of maintaining strict supervision of the armed forces. Ah, that must be the yard officer now. Come in. At ease, Ensign. Close the door. How do you feel? Not too bad, sir. Outside of a headache. You may have a chair. Thank you, sir. I have a few questions I'd like to ask you, Mr. Carter. I'll try not to keep you too long since you've gone through quite an ordeal. That's quite all right, sir. Tell me, Mr. Carter, who delivered the two prisoners to you for transportation to the detention pen? Lieutenant Evans, sir. He was aboard the submarine and delivered both men, handcuffed. Are you sure they were handcuffed? Why, yes. Uh, just a minute, Kent. We'll come to that later. You know, of course, Mr. Carter, that incarceration in the detention pen cannot be made without a written order signed by an executive officer. I know that, sir. Oh, you do? And who signed the order for the two prisoners? Why, you did, sir. What? I told you. Now, hold on. No. Ensign, do you mean to sit there and tell me that I signed an order to remove those men from the submarine to the detention cell? Yes, sir. Where is the order? I have it here in my pocket, sir. This is it. Let me see that. Well, I'll be... Kent, I would have sworn I never issued this, but that's my signature, all right. May I see it a moment, Commander? No doubt about it. I must be getting old, suffering from lapse of memory. Hmm. What are you doing, Kent? 
Looking at it through a magnifying glass. Oh, it's my signature. There's no doubt about it. Oh, I'm afraid I'll have to disagree with you, Commander Leeds. This is a tracing of your signature. Uh, Mr. Lewis, take a look at it. Kent, are you trying to tell me... You've guessed it, Commander. There's a traitor right here at the naval base. Someone who forged your signature to free those two foreign agents. Possibly one of your own men. Is Clark Kent right? Was Commander Leeds' signature forged on the detention order? If it was, who is the traitor? And how long can he work hand-in-hand with Dr. Deutsch and his gang before being exposed? Don't forget... Tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Behold Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, aha! Uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! With an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy! <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box! Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as eleven ninety nine per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig it! You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look, up in the sky! It's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, then steal in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. And now to our story. When Clark Kent discovered that a forged order was responsible for the escape of Dr. Deutsch and Hans, two dangerous foreign agents, he exploded a bombshell at the naval base. Commander Leeds, head of the base, and Lewis, the Secret Service man, were flabbergasted. It meant only one thing, a traitor in their very midst. As we continue today, Deutsch and Hans have eluded the police dragnet and are safe in one of their secret hideouts, an abandoned shack. Kent has returned to the Daily Planet office, and we find him now pleading with Editor White to permit him to drop everything else and devote all his time to rounding up the espionage ring. Listen. I know I could track down Dr. Deutsch, Mr. White. It isn't that I doubt your ability, Kent. Well, then what is your reason for keeping me off this story? Kent, don't you see? We've told the whole world in the pages of the Daily Planet that you're doing a report on Deutsch and his gang for the Navy Department. But, Mr. White, what has the report to do with letting me continue my work? Now, look here, Kent. Deutsch is out to get you. He doesn't want that report ever to be turned in. Well? And he'd do everything he could to get you out of the way before you had time to finish it. But you don't need me to finish the report, Mr. White. Lois can do that. Or you could do it. I've told both of you everything I know. Nothing doing, Kent. You're a newspaper man, not a private detective. But 
Striking down Deutsch and his gang is a job for the Secret Service. Oh, but Mr. White, if, if I did find Deutsch and break up the espionage ring, the Daily Planet would have a terrific scoop. Yes, but in the meantime, I'd probably lose a good reporter. Oh, stick to your knitting camp. Leave the foreign agents to people who know more about them. Look, I know enough about Deutsch to fill a book. After all, I was instrumental in getting the Grayson sub back to the naval base. Well, you'll rest on those laurels. I've been through all this before, Kent. I know how your blood tingles when you think of tracking down a gang of spies, locating them in some secret hideout, rounding them all up. It happens that way in books. But in real life, you'd probably end up with a bullet in your heart. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Bullets don't bother me. Are you crazy? Huh? What do you mean that bullets don't bother you? Uh, well, I... I, I mean, I, I just wouldn't get in, in the way of them. I... And sometimes I think you have the mentality of a five-year-old. You just wouldn't get in the way of them. Well, what would you do if someone pointed a gun at your chest and pulled the trigger? Why, I suppose you'd uh, just take a deep breath and let the bullet bounce off, eh? Oh, no, no, I, I couldn't do that. Oh, but... forget it, forget it. Well, I, I can't forget it, Mr. White. I want to crack at the job. Why can't I have it? Frankly, Kent, the situation is just this. If I assigned you to track down Deutsch and his gang, I'd be taking the responsibility for your life. I can't do it, Kent. And I won't. Very well, Mr. White. And perhaps I'll have to continue my work without your permission. Kent, you wouldn't... I've got it. Hello. Just a minute. For you, Mr. White. Commander Leeds on the line from the naval base. Oh, thank you. Hello, Commander. Yes, yes, of course. What's that? You want me to do you a special favor? Why, certainly, Commander. Anything you say... And while Editor White and Commander Leeds are talking, two men are secretly eavesdropping on their conversation. Dr. Deutsch and Hans have tapped the telephone wire from the naval base that runs underneath their shack. We can hear them perfectly, Hans. Yeah, Doctor. What's that? You want me to do you a special favor? Why, certainly, Commander, anything you say. Mr. White, I want to borrow Clark Kent from the planet. Borrow him? We hear that, Hans. Yes. I want to use Kent as a special investigator to help us track down Deutsch and his gang. Kent's a reporter, not a... I simply got to have him, Mr. White. I'm not sure anymore whom I can trust here at the base, but I know I can trust Kent. Very well, then, Commander. But you'll have to be responsible for Kent's safety. Naturally. Now, listen carefully. I'm sending Mr. Lewis to the planet office in the car. Kent's medic. He'll be there in a few hours to pick Kent up and drive him back to the base. He's got to work fast. He'll be ready, Commander. Oh, one more thing. Yes, Kent's report on Deutsch completed yet? Uh, no, I believe he was going to write it today. But don't worry, Commander. Miss Lane can finish that job. Fine. Goodbye, then, Mr. White. Goodbye, Commander. Well, things begin to happen, Hans. Dear Doctor, who is this man, Lewis? Lewis is a secret service agent. Everything is working out to perfection, Hans. What do you mean? Kent will never get to the naval base. He will be with us here in a few hours. Do have a plan, then? I do not even need a plan. Herr Kent will come to the shack of his own free will. He will come to us. You hear? We do not even have to go and find him. But Herr Kent does not know where they are, Doctor. You think it is a miracle I will work? Yes. Perhaps it is. That is our business, Hans. Working miracles. This is one miracle that must not fail, Herr Doctor. There are three miracles we must do, Hans. We must not only get Kent, we must get Miss Lane and her wife also. We must leave no one who can complete that report. Yeah, but, Herr Doctor, I... It is not so difficult as it sounds, Hans. For example, there is much machinery in a newspaper office. Printing machinery? Yes. Printing machinery of all kinds. From giant presses to typewriters, for instance. Could we perhaps get rid of Lois Lane and her wife 
by using a typewriter? Using a typewriter? I do not understand her, Doctor. You are not supposed to understand her. I understand you act. Open that cabinet over there on the wall. Now, what do you see, Hans? A small square package, Doctor. Wrapped in brown paper. Take off the paper, Hans. Now, what do you see? Uh, it's a bomb. It's a small. Small, but powerful, Hans. It's inside my hand. Where did you get it? I said once before, Hans, I do not tell you everything I know. Bring it to me. This bomb is a secret. One is given to each of our agents to use in an emergency. It is a vacuum bomb, Hans. Tremendously powerful. It is designed especially to wreck machinery. To be set off by the movements of wheels and levers. Wunderbar, Herr Doctor. Hans, this bomb should be fitted into a typewriter. Miss Lane's typewriter? Yes, Hans. Miss Lane is writing at her desk. And then suddenly, an explosion. It will blow up and she's writing the report. Yes, that can be arranged. The bomb can explode when a certain word is written. A word that this lane must use in the report. Which word, Herr Doctor? There is one word she must use, Hans. That word is Deutsch. They cannot leave my name out of that report. Yeah. Yeah. And the Fräulein Lane types those six letters. D-E-U-T-C-H. She is gone and the office of the Daily Planet is blown up with her. A magnificent plan, Herr Doctor. Except... Except how are we to carry it out? Is that what you wanted to say, Hans? Yeah, Herr Doctor. I will tell you. Today, you play an important part in the great master plan. You, Hans, are a man who repairs typewriters. Do you understand? But, Herr Doctor... Quiet. You are a man who repairs typewriters. You go to the planet office. You inquire which is Fräulein Lane's typewriter, and you attach the bomb under the keys. I will show you how. I know how to attach the bomb, Herr Doctor. You forget that I was once a watchmaker, but, uh... But what, Hans? How do I get to the planet office? We have no car. We pushed it into the water. I have something better. Here, behind the radio set. Look, Hans. A motorcycle. Yeah. No one can stop you. Go like the wind. Very good, Herr Doctor. I will try. And you must not fail, Hans. Now, quickly. In the cabinet over there, you will find some overalls. Yeah. Here, let me help you. Here. That's right. The cap. Yeah. So pull down. Yeah. Now quickly, the overalls. Yeah. Get in. That's right. Yeah. And here is a little bag to carry your tools. Yeah. There is the bomb. Here, Hans. You must carry it in your pocket. Carefully. Carefully. Now, mount the motorcycle and get ready. I will open the door for you. Yes. All ready. You must not fail, Hans. I will not fail. Bye, Hans. Peter Zane. Lane's working on something important, so they gave her a private office. Oh, she's not here now. How long will it take you to repair the typewriter? Oh, about 15 minutes. Okay. She's probably in conference with Mr. White and Clark Kent. Now, there's the machine. Oh, thank you. I will go to work immediately. What's wrong with the typewriter? Oh, why, um, I think some of the keys are bent. Mind if I watch you fix them? My name's Jimmy Olsen. I'm head copy boy on the paper. Oh, I'm pleased to know you, but uh, when people watch me, I become nervous. <laughs> That's funny. Maybe it is funny to you, but not to me. Oh, I won't bother you. I'll stand over here. If you insist on watching, close the door, please. The office noise has disturbed me. Oh, sure. That's better. Now, then. 
Let me see. Yeah. Say, what's that little box you're attaching to the bottom of the typewriter? Uh, it's a box by, um... It is a testing meter. Oh, it doesn't look like a testing meter. It hasn't any dials. Stand back. Hey, wait a minute. I don't like your attitude. I've got a good mind to tell Mr. Wells, the office manager, to hire someone else to repair our typewriter. Stay away from that door. What do you mean? I'll show you what I mean. Hey, hey. Grab your big, big nose, Kinder. Now, a handkerchief over your mouth. So, I'll steal you, little fool. I must have some strong cord in my pocket. Yeah. Enough to bind your wrists and ankles. There. You will not get loose soon. Now, which is this closet with you? Now to lock it and take along the key. I must work fast before anyone comes. This wire here. This one here. So, it's done. Typewriter is now ready for Miss Lane. <laughs> oh, ready for. How long will it be before Lois Lane's flying fingers strike the fatal letters D E U T C H and bring catastrophe? Dr. Deutsch's name must appear in the report she is about to write. And when it does, the lethal bomb will blow the office sky high. Only Jimmy knows that something is wrong, and he lies bound and gagged in the closet. What will happen? Don't forget. Tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. <laughs> It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature... Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, Mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. And now to our story. Dr. Deutsch, ruthless head of the espionage ring that attempted to steal the Grayson submarine, has struck again. Vowing vengeance on Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and editor Perry White for foiling him, Deutsch has arranged for a small but deadly action bomb to be hidden in Lois Lane's typewriter. Deutsch knows that Lois is about to prepare a report on the attempted kidnapping of the submarine. The bomb has been so set that it will explode when Lois types the name Deutsch, D-E-U-T-C-H. Only one person is aware that danger threatens, young Jimmy Olsen, the Daily Planet copy boy. And he lies bound and gagged in a closet in Lois Lane's office, unable to cry out a warning, although he can hear the typewriter stuttering its message of impending doom. Something's wrong with this machine. Please, Jan. That's all right, now. Lois, have you seen Jimmy? No, I haven't. Well, you don't have to bark at me. Well, you'd bark, too, if someone loaded you with a job like this. You know it's almost midnight, and here I am trying to bang out a report you were supposed to do. Now, look, Miss Lane, don't go off the deep end. I'd be more than happy to write that report, but you know as well as I do that Commander Leeds wants me back at the naval base. Mr. Lewis, the Secret Service man, is calling for me. Mm, I know. Clark can't alias Sherlock Holmes. 
You always did get the break. Say, how do you spell Deutsch? Uh, D-E-U-T-S-C-H. That doesn't sound right. I don't think there's any S in it. Well, maybe there isn't any C. Well, what's the difference? They'll know who it is. Well, might just as well be right. D-E-U-T-S-C-H. I'm sure there's an S in it, Lois. And I'm sure there isn't. I think it's D-E-U-T-C-H. Doesn't that sound right? I said, doesn't that sound right? Clark Kent, what are you staring at that closet for? Wait a minute. Have you lost your mind? I thought I heard someone moaning. They convinced you that you're a detective, didn't they? Well, don't practice in my office. I've got work to do. Did you decide how to spell Deutsch? Yes, it is too. D-E-U-T-C-H. Wait a minute. Listen, don't you hear moaning? All I hear is your silly chatter. Now, will you please get out? Someone's in this closet, Lois. It's locked. Oh, nonsense. It's never locked. You're right. It is locked. Now, who could have done that? Put your ear close to this crack. Listen. You hear anything? I'm not sure. Hey, did you hear that? Yes, what is it? I told you, someone's locked in the closet. See if you can locate a screwdriver. I'll force the lock. There's one in the stock room. I'll get it. Okay. No sense waiting for a screwdriver. I'll just rip the door open as Superman would. What? Jimmy! Good heavens, Jimmy, what happened? Here, let me get you out of there. Take that gag off. There. Oh, Jimmy. Almost suffocated, Mr. King. Oh. Across. What? Well, you got it open. What? Jimmy! I'm all right, Miss Lane. Just untie the cord around my wrist and ankle. Yeah, wait a minute. I sure made them tight. There. You're loose. Well, Jimmy, what happened? How'd you get in that closet? It's a long story, Miss Lane, but before I begin telling it, there's something important. Don't use that typewriter. Why not, Jimmy? Just don't use it. I'll explain why. Here, now, sit up on this chair. That's better. Now, what's this all about? Why shouldn't Lois use the typewriter? I've been using it for the last ten minutes. And nothing happened? Well, a few keys got jammed. Jimmy, will you please stop talking in riddles? Turn the typewriter over, Mr. Kent, but be careful. Okay. Now, isn't there a little box attached to the key levers? Yes. What is it? I don't know, but I think it's a bomb or something. A what? Now, don't get excited, Lois. If it is a bomb, it has no timing device. Wait a minute. Let's see how it's hooked up. Who, well, who put it there? The same guy who tossed me in the closet. Ah, I can tell you how to spell Deutsch now, Lois. What's that got to do with a bomb in my typewriter? Plenty. Jimmy's right. This is some sort of infernal mechanism, and it's so wired that the moment the name Deutsch, D-E-U-T-C-H, is typed, it explodes. Oh, Clark. There's no danger now. I've disconnected it. Now, we'll just drop it over here in this pitcher of water. Clark, you mean if I'd typed Deutsch's name, the bomb would have exploded in my face? Yes, and probably wrecked the room along with you and Jimmy. What about yourself? Huh? You've been standing here all along arguing with me about how to spell Deutsch's name. Oh, yes, I forgot. I, I wasn't blown apart, too. But now, tell me, Jimmy, who put that bomb in the typewriter? Well, it was this way, Mr. Kent. A man came to the office and said he'd been called to repair Miss Lane's typewriter. Repair yes? it? There was nothing wrong with him. Well, I didn't know that, so I showed him in here. Well, what did he look like, Jimmy? Well, he was sort of short, and he had sandy hair, and he talked with a little accent. Oh, this is beginning to make sense. Go ahead, Jimmy. Well, he started to work on the typewriter, and I asked him whether I could watch, but he said no. That sounded kind of funny to me. Uh-huh. Then he began fiddling around with that little box you dumped in the water. Yeah. I got suspicious and moved to the door. But before I could open it, he grabbed me, tied a handkerchief around my mouth, and bound my ankles and wrists and tossed me into the closet. Oh, I get cold shivers just thinking what might have happened. You can just imagine how I felt, Miss Lane, locked in the closet and hearing your typewriter going a mile a minute. I thought sure it was the end. You're a brave boy, Jimmy. Yeah, but it was Mr. Kent who got us all out of this. If he hadn't heard me yelling behind that gag, I don't know what would have happened. 
How you ever managed to rip down the door, Mr. Kent, I... Well, don't worry about it. It's all over now. It won't be over for me for a long time. Look at the page in that typewriter. I just typed the first four letters of Deutsch's name. D-E-U-T. Just two more letters would have exploded that bomb. Oh, Mr. Kent, a man just came off the elevator. Oh, it's Mr. Lewis. Hello. Come in a minute, will you? Yeah. He's the Secret Service man from the Naval Base. I'm sorry I'm late, Ken, but I had a flat. Oh, that's all right. Lois? Jimmy, this is Mr. Lewis of the Secret Service. Oh, I think I met the young lady at the Naval Base. Name is Lane, isn't it? That's right. Yes, I think we did meet. Jimmy is our head copy boy who always manages to get into trouble. Oh. <laughs> well, just so long as you get out of it, Jimmy, you're okay, eh? He just managed to get out of some a few minutes ago by the skin of his teeth. See that pitcher of water? Hmm. A little box immersed in it is an action bomb. It was attached to Miss Lane's typewriter. You don't mean that, Ken. Huh? Well, he means it all right, Mr. Lewis. We're all lucky we're alive. I'll tell you about it on our way to the naval base. You must be anxious to get back. Uh, yes, I am. All right, let's go. You better leave that report for tomorrow, Lewis. Go on home and get some sleep. Same thing goes for you, Jim. And tell Mr. White I'll call him in the morning. So long. So long. Bye, Mr. Lewis. Goodbye, Miss Lane. Goodbye, Jimmy. Bye. Evidently, our friend Deutsch stops at nothing. I'm sure he placed that bomb in the typewriter. From Jimmy's description, it's quite evident the phony typewriter repairman was Deutsch's pal, Hans. Yes, I think you're right, Kent. But what's he got against Miss Lane? Oh, probably the fact that she and Mr. White stumbled on their hideout. The thing that puzzled me is how Deutsch knew Lois had taken over the writing of that report. It was just decided earlier tonight when Commander Leeds called and asked me to report at the naval base. You see, I was supposed to do that report. Oh, on Deutsch and his activities? Yes. How much do you know about Deutsch? Oh, enough to put him behind bars for life if we ever catch him. Really? Why, certainly. That submarine incident alone would be sufficient, and I was right in on that. <laughs> you like this sort of work, don't you, Kent? <laughs> yes, I do. It's more exciting than routine reporting. I guess you Secret Service men are pretty fed up with it. Oh, you get hardened. Commander Leeds seems to have a lot of faith in you. Well, I hope I can justify it. Mm -hmm. You know, Kent, I was thinking it mightn't be a bad idea to stop at Deutsch's old hideout, that house on the cliff, and see whether anything's turned up. I understand the place is being guarded, and it's on our way, isn't it? Well, yes, yes, you take a left turn off the main road. You can't miss it. There's an old oak tree that must have been struck by lightning right where you make the turn. In fact, I think that did up ahead. Slow down, will you? Uh -huh. Yes, that's the place. Turn left here and drive right to the ocean. You've been inside the old house, haven't you, Kent? Uh, yes, yes, once, just for a few minutes. Quite a place. That fellow Deutsch did things in a big way. Basement of the house, Look out. nothing... Someone in the road! Stupid old fool, they almost killed him. He's coming over. Hey, you! What's the big idea standing in the middle of the road? Hold on a minute! Hold on! Are you two government fellas? Well, what if we are? Well, I got something to tell you. Aren't you the caretaker of that big house on the cliff? That's right. How'd you know? Well, uh, I think we met once before. Well, are you government fellas? Yes, we are. What do you want? There's something suspicious going on here. We know all about that. You don't know about this because I just discovered it myself. Down at the cove. Where? Down at the cove, down yonder. There's an old shack down there that Judge Cornby used to use to warm himself when he went ice fishing. Well, what about the shack? Well, there's people in it. So what? Probably a couple of men. Oh, no, they ain't. Can't soon drive up in no fancy car and then push it into the water. They pushed a car into the water? Yes, sirree. I've seen it with my own eyes. I'm getting 30 feet, they did. Oh, let's get going, Kent. This man's crazy. I heard that, mister. If you think I'm crazy, you go on down to that chest. I did. If them tramps, I'll eat a bale of hay. Maybe we better take a look, Lewis. Pushing a car into the water sounds like our friend Deutsch. Particularly if it was an official car. Well, sounds like a pipe dream to me, but let's go. Where is this shack, Pop? Well, you make a right turn down a dirt road about 200 feet up. Now, you follow that until it ends in the woods near the water. I, I think you'd better come along, Pop, and show us the way. I'd be glad to. All right, hop in. 
Now, the road's right with them cedars. Now, take it easy, miss. It's rutted. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Did you notice what kind of a car they pushed into the water? Nope, I didn't. It's pretty dark. What makes you think it was a car? Might have been an elephant. Elephants don't have motors and headlights, mister. You better stop here. We can walk the rest of the way. And in a far piece. Oh, is that the shack down by the shore? Yep. Long to Jed Comby. I don't see any lights. Yeah, maybe they left. But I ain't seen nobody come out of this road. Well, we've come this far, so we might as well look the shack over. This path must lead to it. Yep, it does. Now, wait a minute. Hmm? In case there is someone in the shack, we'd be better off approaching it from two sides. Oh, yes. Uh, I'll go along the beach, Kent. You and Pop head down this path. All right. If you need me, whistle three times. Okay. Hmm. That fellow's a little too smart, Elicky, for me. <laughs> you mustn't let him scare you. He's a secret service man. They're pretty hard. Well, all I got to say is that we're liable to run into a heap of trouble if the fellas that got rid of that car are still in the shack. Well, there's only one way to find out. Let's go. The old caretaker has no idea of the trouble waiting for them at the shack. For even now, Deutsch and Hans, having seen the headlights of the car, are crouched in the darkness, listening for the sound of approaching footsteps. Something is bound to happen. What will it be? Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman! Look, up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth. And justice. And now to our story. When we last saw Clark Kent, he and the Secret Service man Lewis and an old caretaker were approaching a small shack on the edge of a cove. Lewis had separated from them and was advancing toward the shack along the beach. Kent and the caretaker were taking a narrow, tree-shaded path through the brush. Darkness hangs low over the water, and the silence is broken only by the shrill chirping of crickets. How many men did you say you saw pushing that car into the water? Well, I didn't say, mister... I recollect there was two. Uh-huh. They waited till she sunk, then they went into the shack. I've got a feeling that maybe it's them foreign fellas who was using the big house on the cliff. You know about them, don't you? Yes, I do. Uh, that's why I stopped you on the road to tell you. Uh-huh. I figured you was government fellas. There's been a whole parcel of them roaming around the big house. Yeah. Uh, we better go easy now. We're nearing the shack. Where's that secret service fella? Well, I can't see him from here, but he's approaching the shack from the beach. Hmm? Now, we're about as close as we can get now without busting in. See anything? No, not a thing. I'll try the door. You better be careful, mister. Drop down! Uh, I'm hit, mister. Oh, easy now, take it easy. I knew it. I knew there'd be trouble. Oh, where were you hit? Uh, 
Here. Right here. Over the heart. That's bad. I'll get you to a doctor. Don't worry. Now, you'll be all right. I can't move. Steady now. I won't last long. Not very long. Not very. He's gone. I suppose I should tear into that shack at Superman and make them pay for this. But that wouldn't get me what I want. Deutsch may be the brains of this gang, but I need him to lead me to the rest of them. I wonder where Lewis is. He must have heard those shots. That should bring him running. Oh, probably shooting at him, too. Well, I've got to get inside that shack as Clark Kent. It's the only way I can learn anything. I give up! Stop shooting! Come forward with your hands in the air. All right. He had you covered with two guns. Don't play any funny work. Stop where you are. Open the door, Hans. Put the gun in his back. Bring him in. Go ahead, Doctor. Go ahead. Inside. All right. Turn on the light, Hans. I have him covered. I won't. I have him covered. I won't. So, Herr Kent. Again, we have the honor of entertaining you, eh? But this time, the circumstances are slightly different, no? The circumstances don't matter, Dr. Deutsch. It's always a pleasure to see you. That, Herr Kent, is what you call sarcastic. I would suggest that you dispense with the clever remarks. Oh. How many men are with you? I'm all alone. You lie. We saw three men get out of the car. We are not stupid, Mr. Kent. Well, since you know how many there were, why ask me? Because I choose to, and I expect an answer. Where is the third man? The third? You heard me. We have accounted for you as the Secret Service man, Lewis. Where is the third? Well, if you must know, you murdered him. He's out there in front of the shack. Who is he? Just a harmless old man, a local resident. Well, he is certainly harmless now, even if he was not before. I... Keep your hands up. Search him, Hans. Edison, the master. Good. You may lower your hands, Mr. Kent. Thank you. Keep a sharp lookout at the window, Hans. Yeah. Well, you've got quite a setup here, Dr. Deutsch. Shortwave sending and receiving set, photographic apparatus. And what's that big control board with all the fancy dials? That is none of your business, Herr Kent. Oh. You know, by all that is right, I should shoot you down like a dog. Well, what are you waiting for? You've got the gun. No. You are worth more alive than dead, at least for the present. I have a few scores to settle, and you will help me settle them. Really? Yes, really. After that is done, you will suffer the penalty of having interfered with my plans. I suppose Mr. Lewis will suffer the same penalty? There is no question about that. Hmm? Where is he? In a safe place. Enough of these questions. I will ask a few. I understand Miss Lane met with an accident. Is that true? No. No, it isn't. Fortunately, we found the bomb in time. Huh? Hans, you hear that? Yeah, Doctor. I hear it. That is too bad. We will have to devise another method. What is that? A storm, Herr Doctor. Contact Schmidt by radio. Tell him we will send the plane over within the hour. Yeah, Herr Doctor. You must have quite an organization, Deutsch. More than you can imagine, Herr Kent. That is why we cannot lose. You will see shortly how well organized we are. But first, let me have the papers from your pocket. What for? Never mind. Give them to me. All right. Here they are. You have here what is called a police card with your signature on it? Yes. Good. Well, Hans? The tubes are warming, Doctor. I will call him now. 
With Kent, a willing captive, in order to learn more about Deutsch and his gang, and the whereabouts of Lewis, a mystery, the little shack on the cove is a scene of tense drama as a storm breaks over it. Meanwhile, back at the Daily Planet office, Lois Lane is still working on the report. Jimmy, you still here? I thought Mr. Kent told you to go home. Well, he told you the same thing, Miss Lane. Well, I have work to do. Now run along home. Well, I'm not tired. Oh, Miss Lane, a messenger just delivered this envelope from Mr. White. It's marked important. Let me see it. Hmm. Editor Perry White, Daily Planet Building. Important. Deliver at once. Now, who could be sending an important message at this hour? When did Mr. White leave, Jimmy? Oh, a long time ago. Well, maybe I'd better open it. Typewritten. Jimmy, it's from Clark Kent. No fooling. Listen. Dear Mr. White, I need your help. Please come at once. I have drawn a map to show you where I will meet you, Clark Kent. Well, there's a map, all right. Gee, what do you think it is, Miss Lane? I don't know, but I think I'd better call the police. Well, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Mr. Kent wanted the police. You would have asked for them. I need your help. Please come at once. I'll call Mr. White. Hate to do it at this hour. Oh, wasn't Mr. Kent supposed to go to the naval base with that Secret Service man? So I understood. Oh, gee, according to this map, he's nowhere near there. Wait a minute. Let me see that map. Good heavens, you know where he is? No, where? About half a mile away from that house on the cliff. The house Dr. Dorse was using as a hideout. There's no answer, Mr. White. Well, I don't know what to do, Jimmy. I know what I'm going to do. What? I'm going down there to help Mr. Kent. Jimmy, don't be silly. Give me that letter, Jimmy. So long, Miss Lane. See you later. Jimmy, Jimmy, come back. Jimmy! Gee, mister, it sure was nice of you to pick me up. This is going to save me a lot of hiking. Where'd you say you were going? The old ocean road. Yeah? What's down there? Well, I've got to meet a friend of mine. You don't have to take me that far if it's out of your way. Well, I'm trucking this load of flour into the city, but I ain't in no hurry. I'll drop you off, son. Gee, thanks. Oh, listen to that thunder. There's a storm coming. How's your dog? He's fast asleep in my lap. You know, I just picked him up on the road about an hour ago. When it started thundering, he came running out of the bushes. I guess he was frightened. Yeah, dogs don't like thunder. He's a funny-looking mutt, but I kind of like him. <laughs> I'm going to call him Storm because he came to me on account of the thunderstorm. Say, feel his ears. They're like silk. Yeah, they are. I never had a dog. But sometimes when you're alone, a dog can be a great friend. Yeah. You like dogs, mister? Yeah, I like them. I had one once, but he got run over. Oh, that's too bad. Look, he's waking up. Hiya, Storm, old fella. <laughs> he sure sounds happy, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Well, we turn in here. Old Ocean Road's up away. It's a funny place to meet anyone. Well, you see, it's a special friend of mine. Oh, it's all right, Storm. Don't be frightened. <laughs> well, here you are. Old Ocean Road. Oh, thanks a lot, mister. All right. Call out, Storm. Come on, hop down. boy. Yeah, I don't see nobody waiting for you, son. Oh, my friend must be around somewhere. I'll find him. Storm, come back. Hey, Storm. Oh, he ran into the woods. He's chasing a rabbit. I'm going to find him. Storm. Wait, I'll help you look for him. Storm. Hey, Storm. He went that way. Come on, son. Here, Storm. Here, Storm. Well, that ought to bring him back. I see him. He's down at the water. Maybe he's thirsty. Ah, that's salt water, boy. Hey, what's that big thing down there? What? It's a seaplane. The size of it. Yeah, now, what do you suppose a seaplane's doing there? Gee, I don't know. 
Here, Storm. Here, boy. What about that seaplane your dog likes? Look at him. He hopped up on the wing. Hey, Storm, get down off there. Storm. <laughs> Nothing doing. Look at him. He hopped right into cabin. i got to get him out. Can you lift me up on the wing, please? Mm, I guess so. Don't fall off. That water's plenty deep there. Here, get a grip on my shoulder. Okay. There. That's it. <laughs> up you go. Okay. Watch it now, son. Don't slip. Oh, I'm all right. I'll crawl along to the cabin. Join that dog. If he wasn't such a funny-looking mutt, I'd leave him here. But nobody else would want him. How you doing? Swell. I'm climbing into the cabin. Storm, where are you? Gosh, it's dark in here. Storm! Now, where'd he go? Storm! Oh, there you are. Come here, you crazy pooch. Storm, look out, you'll get me! Ouch! Right into the instrument panel. Gosh, what happened? We're taking off! Help! Help! Motors roaring, the giant seaplane skims across the water and rises into the dark, foreboding sky, carrying Jimmy and his dog with it. Is there anyone at the controls of the mysterious plane? Where is it headed? Thrills and excitement are coming, so keep listening. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, face a speeding bullet to its target, send steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. And now to our story. 
As you remember, young Jimmy Olsen, believing he was going to Clark Kent's assistance, stumbled on a large seat plane moored in a cove near the hideout shack from which Dr. Deutsch, the espionage agent, is working. A stray, homeless dog Jimmy had picked up on the road, frightened by a clap of thunder, leaped into the cabin of the plane. Jimmy went after him, tripped against the controls, and suddenly found himself roaring up into the storm-swept night, a lone passenger on a mysterious, unpiloted plane. Meanwhile, back in the shack, Clark Kent, in order to gain more information about the espionage ring, is allowing himself to be Dr. Deutsch's prisoner. Deutsch's assistant, Hans, has just completed a call over the elaborate shortwave radio set in the shack. A jagged streak of lightning splits the darkness and thunder crashes overhead. Before the rain comes, we'd better go down and see that the plane is properly moored. There will be a high wind for Yeah, Doctor. I go. Where is this plane you've been talking about, Deutsch? Moored in the cove. It is a very special seaplane. You asked before about the control board with all the dials. That is for the plane. Oh, radio control. Exactly. More perfect even than human hands. But you will see how it works. You will be flying in it shortly. You're being very kind to me, Deutsch. Not so kind, Herr Kent. It will be the last flight you ever take. I don't think so, Deutsch. I have an idea I'll be flying for a long time. And not in a plane. <laughs> I see what you mean. Wings, eh? I must say, Kent, you are a man of courage. Facing certain death, you can make jokes. What do you intend doing with me? I'm going to send you to Volcano Island, where you will be well taken care of until I have no further use for you. Oh? And where is Volcano Island? Not too far from here. Is that the headquarters of your ring? I suppose you might call it that. On the island, Kent, the master plan is being worked out carefully. From there will come the final stroke. It will bring the world to its knees. Oh, sounds very ambitious. What is the master plan? Now you are becoming too inquisitive. Let it suffice to say that it's a plan of domination that cannot possibly fail. When it's put into effect, my people will rule the universe. It's beginning to rain. You will not have a very pleasant trip, Herr Kent. Doctor, the plane! What is it? The plane is gone! Oh, it's it is gone, Herr Doctor. The mooring lines are broken. Are you mad? I did not believe it myself. Tune into radio control. What's that? How did we set the plane before we left it? Southeast by south. Turn the compass dial. Southeast by south. Yeah. See where you are, Herr Kent. Remember, I still hold this revolver. A temperature, Doctor. The plane is in the air at 5,000 feet. Bring her back. I have to The storm is clearing. Bring it again, you. What's the trouble, Hans? It is part of a hole in the storm. Get it for power. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Now it is level. Change the course. Bring it back. I'm afraid, Herr Doctor. Afraid of what? There's not enough gasoline to bring it back. How far is it from the island? Not more than 30 miles. It has gas enough to carry it there, of course. Yeah. We cannot tell who is on the plane. But whoever it is must never reach the island alive. We will have to sacrifice the plane. Direct it into the mouth of the volcano, Hans. Into the volcano? It will disappear. Precisely. Then there will be no wreckage to trace. Nothing floating to shore. In the volcano it will crash. There will be no trace of the plane and no trace of its passengers. Could we not land the plane on an island? No. You can take your chances. Do as I say. Yeah, yeah, Doctor. Unaware that Jimmy Olsen is the only passenger aboard the storm-tossed radio-controlled plane, Clark Kent stands by as Dr. Deutsch orders it directed into the cavernous heart of the extinct volcano. Meanwhile, aboard the plane itself, 
Jimmy awaits what he believes will be certain destruction. His mongrel dog whimpering in his lap. Don't be frightened, old fella. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Gosh, I wish I knew how to run this plane. To make matters worse, the motors are given out. This thing suddenly decides to take a nosedive. I can't understand how this plane is flying without any pilot. Maybe I'm dreaming. Gosh, if lightning ever strikes this plane, we're gonna storm. Guess it doesn't matter much. We're probably goners anyway. I don't know why you had to jump into the cabin and make me follow you. What were you looking for? Oh, it wasn't your fault, Storm. You didn't know. Here now, you just stay right here on the seat while I go up front and try to play with the controls again. Maybe I can do something. I'll be right back. You're pitching and tossing. I don't know how this plane stays up the way it does in all this wind. See, the controls are over here. That's right. Oh, let's see if I can budge them. No, they're all locked. Except the one I bumped against when we took off, and I can't get that back either. It doesn't look too good. I wonder where we are. Over the ocean, I guess. Can't see a thing through the window. The motors are missing worse than ever. We're dropping lower. Storm! Storm! Well, Hans, how is it coming? Good, Herr Doctor. The course of the radio plane is set into the volcano. Yeah. You don't care how you kill as long as you kill. Isn't that so, Deutsch? Your comments do not interest me at the moment, Herr Kent. They'll interest you sooner or later. They'll interest a court of law, too. The Grayson murder, the murder of the old caretaker. No doubt Lewis's murder, and now this. You know too much, my young friend. Far too much. And because of that knowledge, you will give up your life. On Volcano Island? On Volcano Island. I can think of no pleasanter place to die. You will change your mind, I can promise you. You still have control, Hans. Yeah, good control. The plane is the island in a few minutes. I cannot understand you could have taken it. The doctor, there was something I forgot. What is it? This I found on the shore near the moon. Eh? Oh, a cat. Let me see that cat. Possibly you know the owner, Herr Kent. I said let me see it. Why not? Here. Eh? Whose cat is it? Deutsch, you'd better bring that plane down to a safe landing. Are you out of your mind? You heard what I said. Bring that plane down safely. Stop this nonsense. This isn't nonsense. Stay away from that door. Sorry, Deutsch, but you forced me to leave. There's something I've got to do. Stand back, Kent, or I shoot you down. I warn you. So long. I'll be seeing you. You wasted bullets, Deutsch. Mark Kent has given way to Superman. That cat belonged to Jimmy Olsen, and if he's in that plane, I've got to save him before it dives into the volcano. Up! Up! And away! I don't see how any plane can stay aloft in weather like this. I hope I'm wrong about that being Jimmy's cat, but I don't think so. It was the same color and it had that British Air Corps insignia on it, the one I gave Jimmy last week. Southeast by south is the course the plane is on. Should be overtaking at any moment now. Oh, I wish it wasn't so dark. Even my eyes can't pierce this curtain of rain for any distance. If I can only spot the island and all this ocean, I could get there before the plane. What's that dark patch below? That's the island. And there's the plane, diving straight for that dead volcano. Down! Down! I can't get in front of it. There isn't time. I'll have to grab the tail and pull it into the sea. Faster. Faster. Now! Got it! Into the ocean with it. 
I'll have to smash the side in to get Jimmy out. Oh, he's unconscious. Best thing to do, I guess, is get him ashore. You'll be all right, Jim. As good as new. Up and away! Storm seems to have died. That's a help. Jimmy's coming, too. Gonna be awfully surprised to see Clark Kent, but I think I can explain. Jim. Oh, where am I? You're okay, Jim. Mr. Kent. How? What happened? Uh, Just take it easy for a minute. You had a tough time of it. Plane started to fall. Yes, I know. But how did you get here, Mr. Kent? Why, uh, I was tied up in the rear compartment of the plane. When it crashed into the sea, I got loose. I pulled you out and swam to this island. Where's Storm? Who? Storm, my dog. Your dog? Yes, sir. I picked him up on the road. He was in the plane with me. What happened to him? Uh, I didn't see any dog, Jimmy. Gosh, he must have drowned. Gee, Mr. Kent. He was such a swell dog. I don't know what I'm going to... Storm, you're all right. Mr. Candy swam to shore. Oh, good old Storm. You found me, didn't you? Oh, boy. Isn't he swell, Mr. Kent? Oh, he's, he's awful funny looking. Yeah, that's why I like him. Lie down, Storm. Had a fella. He minds me perfectly. Say, where are we, Mr. Kent? On an island. I think it's called Volcano Island. But tell me, how did you happen to get into that plane? Oh, you won't blow me out, will you? Blow you out? Why should I? Because I did something I maybe shouldn't have. What? Well, we got a message at the office. Wait a minute, Jimmy. I hear a plane. So do I. Coming nearer. There it is. Over to the left. Circling and coming down. Do you think it'll land? Let's see where it can land. Look, Jimmy. It's heading straight for that cliff. It's going to crash. I can't look. Jimmy. The cliff's opening up like like a huge door. Listen to it rumble. Well, Jimmy, did you see that? No, I wasn't looking. I had my eyes covered. Where's the plane? Well, you won't believe this because I can hardly believe it myself. The cliff opened up and the plane flew inside. See? It's closing now. Mystery piled on mystery. What is the secret of Volcano Island and who on it is working on the master plan that Dr. Deutsch mentioned? Both Kent and Jimmy are in for some dangerously exciting moments. How dangerous, neither of them realizes. Listen again for more thrills. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. Subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loop on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as low as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. 
You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visit from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings with a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, send steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. And now to our story. When we last saw them, Clark Kent, Jimmy Olsen, and Jimmy's mongrel dog, Storm, were marooned on Volcano Island, where they saw a strange airplane fly overhead and then dive straight toward the sheer face of a granite cliff. At the last second, when a terrible crash seemed certain, the face of the cliff swung open like a giant door to admit the plane into the dark depths of the hollow, dead volcano. Listen. Look, Mr. Kent, the plane's gone. Gosh, it flew right inside the volcano. Now the cliff's swinging shut. Solid face of stone moving on hinges. I wonder what could be inside. Well, I have a pretty good idea what's inside. Did you take a good look at that airplane as it flew over our heads? No, why? Well, it was a plane just like the one you crashed in. Another of Deutsch's radio-controlled ships. Gosh, well, who do you suppose was in it? I don't think there's any question, Jimmy. It was Dr. Deutsch and Hans. Oh, golly, maybe they traced us here somehow. Maybe, Jimmy. I think they're doing more than just following us. This island is the headquarters of Deutsch's whole gang. He was going to bring me here and get rid of me. Gosh, maybe they were discovered on the mainland and had to make a quick getaway. I don't think so, Jimmy. While they were holding me, I learned that Deutsch has completed his work on the mainland. He's ready now to put what he calls the master plan into operation. What's the master plan? Well, I don't know, but I can assure you it's important from Deutsch's point of view. I think I'll take a look around. You stay here. There must be some way of getting inside that hollow volcano, don't you think? That's exactly what I'm going to find out. And you wait here for me. I'll be right back. Oh, gosh, Mr. Kent. Can't Storm and I go with you? No, Jimmy. Now, you do as I say. You and your dog get under cover in a good hiding place. Here, under this tree behind the big rock. Oh. Now, listen to me. Don't move, no matter what you see or hear, understand? Yes, but suppose something happens to you, Mr. Kent. Don't you worry about me. Just sit tight. I'll be back soon. Now, remember, don't move. Stay there. Oh, gee whiz. I always get left out of everything. <laughs> what is it, Storm? Say... What's that moving through the bushes? Friend where you are, my young friend. What? Don't move or this gun I am pointing at you goes off. Raise your hands over your head. I turn around and face you. Gosh, who are you? You do not remember me. The typewriter man. Yeah, precisely so. That is the man who was with you. He's gone. You won't get him. We will see. Now, start marching. Where are you taking me? Some place where you will have plenty of time. There's nothing to do except talk. Talk to whom? About what? You will talk to Dr. Deutsch and to me. About many things. Like how did you and your Mr. Kent get to this island? You'll never find out from me. Well, Mr. Kent gets hold of you. Just wait. Your Mr. Kent will fall directly into our hands. Yeah. They'll come looking for you like a mouse for a cheese in a trap. And then we will have you. Both of you. A very nice bag for one day's hunting, Kinder, huh? Now, hold. Hold! Say, what are we stopping here for? In front of you is a hollow tree, nine. 
Inside is an elevator. An elevator? In that tree? Gosh. So, here they go underground into the bowels of the island. Take a last look at the beautiful world. The trees and the bushes and the sky. Next, you will see only the iron bars of a cell. Now, I will blindfold you. So, now, into the tree. Meanwhile, back at the naval base on the mainland, Commander Leeds is still trying to track down Deutsch and Hans, who escaped after being captured on the stolen Grayson submarine. Baffled also by the mysterious disappearance of Clark Kent and Lewis, the Secret Service man, who are en route to his office, Commander Leeds is furious. All right, then, make it a five-state alarm. Block every road. I'm going to find Deutsch and Hans if it's the last thing I do. Yes, sir. And bring me bulletins every quarter hour. I want a complete check on ship movements, movements of airplanes, everything on wheels or in the air. Very good. Sir. Deutsch and his henchmen escaped right from under our noses because of a traitor here at the naval base. Now we can't even find Cantor Lewis, the two investigators we put on the case. I'll be the laughing stock of the department. Come in, come in. Lewis! Great places, man. Where have you been? What happened to you? You're a wreck. Uh, I barely made it to your office, Commander. Here, sit down, man. Oh. Here, take a drink of water. Thank you. I just managed to get away from them by the skin of my teeth. I had to hitchhike rides to get here. Didn't even have money to telephone. Just got away from whom? What happened? Where's Kent? Where's Kent? Yes. Isn't he here? What are you talking about, man? We're scouring the country for both of you. Didn't you pick up Kent at the Daily Planet office? Yes, but we stumbled on Deutsch. Deutsch? Yes, we were tipped off by the caretaker of Deutsch's old hangout. Yes? We investigated an old shack on a deserted beach where we found him. Deutsch and his henchmen caught us and had us locked up in the shack. Yeah? Somehow, Kent got away. I naturally figured he was on his way to contact you. So did Deutsch. So he burned down the shack. Well, how did you get away? And what happened to Deutsch? Well, uh, you see, I was... I beg pardon, sir. What is it, orderly? The Coast Guard just telephoned, sir, to say that the Sheridan lightship reported sighting a plane heading out to sea at dawn. A passenger plane. No markings, no number. What was its course? South by east, sir. All right, thank you. Now, what were you saying, Royce? Well, uh, Commander, I, I don't like to say this, but... Say what? I know how much faith you put in Clark Kent. Yes? What about it? Well, I want you to trust me just as you trust him. Exactly what's on your mind, Louis? Just this, Commander. I have a hunch. I think I know where Deutsch can be located and where Kent is, too. Now, I want you to let me go off on my own hook. Just disappear and work something out my own way. Of course, Louis. But tell me, what's your idea? I'm sorry. I can't even tell you that. It's difficult to explain. I, I, I can't, that's all. You must trust me. Very well, Louis. I'll trust you. Thank you, Commander. Now, I'm going to disappear for about three days, during which you will call off the hunt for me and make no attempt to contact me. Just as you say, Lewis. I hope this idea of yours is fruitful. I've got to have some action soon. Don't worry, Commander. You'll get action, and plenty of it. Oh, excuse me. Commander Lee speaking. That's right. Fire state alarm. Have them picked up on site. Oh, and by the way, cancel the alarm for Lewis. Back in Volcano Island, Clark Kent, as Superman, unaware of Jimmy's capture, has found an entrance to Deutsch's underground headquarters and is moving quietly through a narrow tunnel. It's dark in here. I've been following passages downhill for a long time. It must end someplace. Wait. There's a glimmer of light up ahead. I'm getting brighter. Why, this looks like a kind of jail up ahead. Well, I'll be... It's a cell block. Oh, Deutsch has his own prison, too, eh? No, I'll just take a look. See who's locked up in here. Hmm. All empty, eh? Wait. What? Sounds like someone crying. 
I'll creep up quietly for a look. It's Jimmy. I wonder how he got here. I'd better investigate this. That's Clark Kent. Jimmy, what are you doing here? Mr. Kent. Gosh, are you a sight for sore eyes. What happened, Jimmy? Who brought you here? I was sitting out of sight just as you told me, and then... Yes? I couldn't even run for it, Mr. Kent. He was right on top of me. Who was, Jimmy? The typewriter man who planted that bomb. What? Hans, they call him here. He had a gun and he threatened to shoot. He did, did he? How long have you been in this cell? About 20 minutes, I guess. Say, how did you manage to get in? Oh, I, uh, I investigated a cave and followed it up here. But look, have you told them anything? I mean, about our being here and how we got to the island? Not a word. Hans locked himself in here with me and kept threatening me if I refused to talk. Finally, he got disgusted and left. Oh. But they know you're here and they've set a trap for you. Oh, they have, eh? Well, we'll see if we can't fool them. First, we've got to get you out. Well, that's easy. You pull a lever at the end of the hall. It opens all the cell doors. Oh, yes, I see. Hurry, Mr. Kent. Hurry, Mr. Kent. Somebody's coming. Once more. There we are. All right, come on. Quick, Jimmy. Come on, that way. They'll cut us off. All right, quick. Stuck in here. Gosh, it's so dark. Where are you? I'm right here. You better hold my hand so we don't get separated. Uh-oh. It's not an alarm. Well, let's keep going. Oh, careful. Keep away from the lighted corridor. This is a dead-end passage. Wait a minute. What is it, Mr. Kent? It's an iron ladder. All right, go on up quietly, Jimmy. I'll follow you. Yeah. Can you see anything? Not at the top, yes. Yeah. All right, keep going. You have to take a chance to whatever it is up there. Yeah. Yeah. There we are. Now, I'll tip those, Jimmy. Gosh, I hope we don't meet anyone in this tunnel. It's awful narrow. Well, as long as it's dark, they can't see us. All we have to do is be quiet. Wait. Look up ahead. Red goal. Listen. Right. Sounds like a lot of picks and shovels. What would anybody be digging for here? Come on, Jim. We'll find out. There's a curve just ahead. Uh, that glow we saw is a reflection on the wall. Do you think it's from an underground fire? No, Jimmy. Flares. Whoever it is is working by torchlight. Sounds like a large crew of men. Yeah. What do you think they're digging? Well, they might just be extending the length of this particular tunnel. Wait a minute, though. Listen to me. These walls are solid rock. You don't dig with shovels into solid rock, Mr. Kent. You're right, Jimmy. We're at the curve now. Do you think we ought to go on? They might see us. Not if we stick close to the wall. Here, keep hold of my hand, though. Careful now. Look. It's a pit, Mr. Kent. Yeah. And as big as a football stadium. And hundreds of men all chained together, digging as fast as they can. Why are they digging? That's what we're going to find out, Jimmy. What is the secret of the underground pit? Who are these men working by the light of torches in the bowels of the mysterious island? What is their connection with Dr. Deutsch and the master plan? Listen again for amazing developments in this thrilling story. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. 
You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look, up in the sky! It's a bird, it's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, then steal in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. And now to our story. Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen, lost underground in the winding man-made tunnels of a dead volcano, have stumbled on a great open pit carved out of the solid earth, in which hundreds of men, chained together, are digging. Listen. But what are they digging, Mr. Kent? That's what we're going to find out, Jimmy. How? We can't take a chance on being seen. Of course not. We've got to be careful. Jimmy, look down there on the floor of the pit. That dark, shiny stuff they're loading into those little dump trucks. Maybe it's coal. No, Jimmy. Radium. You mean that black stuff is radium? Pitch blend, the basic ore of radium. Come on. Where are we going? Back along this passage, the way we came. But we can't go back into the main corridor. Dutch and his men will catch us, sure. We're not going into the main passage. We're just going to nose around a little. It really is pitch blend they're digging. There must be solution tanks nearby to process the stuff. You really think so? That's what I'm hoping. Hey, give me a hand, Jimmy. I don't want to lose you. What's this hand, pal? Jimmy! Jimmy, where are you? just gave way under me. That's funny. What's that? Sounded like rocks going down an iron chute. Coming from over there. Come on, Jimmy, let's find out what it is. Wait, I just kicked something. Felt like a rock. Pick it up. I've got one match. I'm going to light it and see what this is all about. Ah, it's a piece of pitch blend. Jimmy, we're at the bottom of a huge metal vat. This is where they treat the ore with acid. Oh, good golly, Mr. Kent. How are we going to get out before they pour in the acid? Just stick close to me, Jimmy. I'll feel my way around the wall of this chamber. Must be a place where they draw off the solution. They're loading it up with pitch blends. I know, I know. Uh, got to find that outlet before they pour in the acid. No, no opening on this side. Look on the opposite side. I hope we find the outlet soon. No. Here, wait. Here's something. Feels like hinges. Look at that now. Yes, it's a door. Wait, I'll try to push it open. It's coming. Yes. You've done it, Mr. Ken. It's open. All right, now I'll hold it with you, Doc. Okay. Not very wide. 
Oh, wait a minute. Seems to be a drop here. I'm sure it's all right. Just let yourself down easy. All right, now, out you go. Okay. All right. Out of the way, Jimmy. I'll squeeze through. <sighs> Jimmy, I was right. That was the bath. This must be the room where they leave the solution to settle. Those big copper kettles. Jimmy, there's no question about it. Dodge and his gang are making pure radium on this island. Evidently, it has a tremendous deposit of pitch blend. Mr. Kent, what do they use the radium for? Well, I don't know, Jimmy. Except that in some way it must be tied up with their master plan. What is it, Mr. Kent? Someone moaning. Sounds like it's coming from through that wall there. Look, there's a door. Well, let's try it. We're ready to run, Jimmy. I don't know what we're getting into. Okay. All right, here we go. First, these bolts. <laughs> Be very quiet, Jimmy. I'm going to open the door. As Kent and Jimmy prepare to track down the mysterious activity in the hollow volcano, Dr. Deutsch, furious over Jimmy's escape from his cell and their inability to find Kent, is angrily reprimanding Hans, his henchman. Hans, you are an idiot. The king of all idiots. Yeah, doctor, the boy was locked in his cell when I left him. Locked in his cell when you left him. First, you cannot get any information out of him. Then he escapes. A little boy. Just a little boy. And not one of the hundreds of men I have on this island can find him. He has outdated all of you. But we will find him. Give us time here, doctor. The island is large. There are miles of tunnels. I have warned you. He will be found, Hans, or you will suffer for it. Yeah, doctor. I understand he will be found. Not only will the boy be found, Hans, but the man who was with him. Jawohl, Herr Doctor. Hello. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Two people at the edge of the pitch blend mine? A man and a boy? It must be the boy who escaped from it and the man who was with him. Make a search for them at once. And if you value your neck, you will find them and bring them here to me. Yes. Report to me every 15 minutes. Man and the boy, the air shaft from the pitch blend mine, standing there, watching. And your men are looking for them. How much radium have we on hand? Here's the reporter, Doctor. Eight ounces, two grams. A total of only eight ounces, two grams from the richest pitch blend deposit in the world. It won't do. But that doctor takes over 300,000 tons of pitch print to produce only one ounce of radium. So, have we not the most modern machinery? And of the bats, the largest in the world? Yeah, here, doctor. But the problem is not the richness of the ore deposits or even the equipment. Well, what is it then? Speaker, manpower. The men are very here, doctor. Worn out. They cannot dig fast enough to fill the bats. There are not enough of them for three complete ships. Hans, you sit here and drool about manpower. Do not come to me with such nonsense. Get more men. But, Herr Doctor, how? The same way we got the others. But it is so risky. If we go too far, there will be an investigation. We take that chance. We must take that chance. Have all, Herr Doctor. But if we are found out, then all is lost. Master plan, everything. Schweinhund! How dare you offer an opinion? You do as you're told. If we do not take that chance, then the master plan cannot succeed. It is ten o'clock. By midnight, I will expect you to have more men. You understand? By midnight. Back in the dark reduction chamber, Kent and Jimmy have opened a heavy iron door to investigate moaning sounds that seem to come from the next room. Whatever it is, it lives in the dark. It's not an animal, Jimmy. That's a human voice. How better than it? 
You stay here and hold the door open. Just in case we've got to get out fast. We don't want to get trapped in there. Okay. Are you all right? So far. What? It's an old man. Open the door wider. Let's get a little light in here. Oh, I'll be... Jimmy, he seems to be moaning in his sleep. No, no. Get out of here. I won't touch your machines again. Never, never. Leave me alone. Oh, we're friends. Come in, Jimmy. Pull the door closed. All right, Mr. Kent. Who are you? My name's Clark Kent. I'm a newspaper reporter. This is Jimmy Olsen. Who are you? Who am I? Yes. Why, I've almost forgotten. They used to call me Julius Browning. What? Professor Julius Browning before all this. Gosh. I recognize the name, Professor. You held the chair in radiology at Oxford, if I remember correctly. That was before you disappeared on an expedition to investigate a rich radium deposit. Yes, that's right. Well, what happened, Professor? Why are you a prisoner here? Uh, that man, Deutsch, he came to me posing as a fellow scientist with the money to develop these rich deposits of radium ore. It had been a dream of mine for years to get enough radium so that all the sick could benefit from it so that all science could experiment with it freely. Naturally, I jumped at the chance to go along with Deutsch. And now you're his prisoner. Even worse than that. I'm forced to run his machines. When I've done all I can to keep his plant in operation, he imprisons me here. Are you strong enough to walk, Professor? I'll find the strength somehow. If it means coming back from this living death, I can do anything. All right, let me help you. Here, Jimmy, take his other arm. Yes, I'll do it. There. Now, if you'll help me, I'm sure I can manage it. Uh, your strength will come back, Professor. Better be quiet. Somebody might be coming for Professor Browning. I'll take a look before we go out. All right. Coast clear? All clear. Professor, you can probably tell us how to get out of here. Yes, I can. Look here, behind that vat. There's a door. Oh, good. It leads into one of the secondary tunnels. Opens directly onto the beach. Ah, here we are. Jimmy, open the door. Look, I can see the ocean from here. Yes, and you can hear the surf. Uh, now, look carefully where I'm pointing my finger. You see those two lights far out on the water? Yes, Professor. Watch them. They are buoy lights marking the passage between the island and Dead Man's Reef beyond. I see them, but, but they're moving. Exactly, young man. Buoy lights moving. Now, you see those other lights off in the distance? Yes. Those are the running lights of a ship. A ship with men on it. Now you'll see how Deutsch gets the men to dig in his radium mines. What is Deutsch's devilish trick? How does he lure men from the sea to work in chains in the darkness of Volcano Island? Listen in next time for the amazing answer to this question and for another thrill-packed episode. Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. 
You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look, up in the sky! It's a bird, it's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, then steal in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. And now to our story. Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen have rescued Professor Julius Browning, world-famous authority on radiology, from the dungeon where Dr. Deutsch has kept him prisoner to direct the operation of his radium mines. They are standing on the beach of mysterious Volcano Island, watching as an unknown ship approaches disaster on the vicious rocks of Dead Man's Reef. Look up there. You see two light boys? Yes, Dr. Browning, I do. But wait. Are they moving or am I imagining things? You are not imagining anything. Those lights are moving. But if they're boys, why are they moving? Shouldn't they be anchored? Indeed they should, Jimmy. But in a moment you will know why they move. Now, look to the left. Do you see those other lights? Yes. Yep, I see them. Those are the lights of a ship. A ship with men on it. From ships like this come the men who are chained together to slave in Deutsch's radium mines. Watch and see what happens. You mean that Deutsch moves the light buoys that are supposed to mark a safe passage through the reefs? Exactly. Five ships in two months have had their bottoms torn out on those rocks. Most of the men managed to swim to shore. Deutsch and his gang make prisoners of them. But, Dr. Browning, where are those five ships? Wouldn't they remain there on the rocks? Oh, no. No, Deutsch is too smart for that. Five wrecks on one reef would make the maritime authorities suspicious. Then his game would be up. Deutsch has them towed out to sea at high tide, and then he sinks them. You won't find so much as a spar or a timber anywhere. Look, Mr. Kent, the kennel boy lights have stopped moving. Yes, yes, they're set now so that the ship will pile up on the worst part of the reef. Oh, gosh, Mr. Kent, we have to stand here and watch it. We can't do a thing. Not a solitary thing. Look, Jimmy, I want to get a better view of what happens. I'm, uh, I'm going down and hide among the rocks on the beach. You stay here with Dr. Browning. I'll be right back. Be careful, Mr. Kent. Oh, I'll just sneak around the side of the cliff a little way where they can't see me. There now. Maybe I can be in time to keep that ship off the reef as Superman. Up! Up! And away! Meanwhile, aboard the freighter Clarabelle, bearing down on the treacherous rocks of Dead Man's Reef, the officers and crew are unaware of the danger lurking in the darkness dead ahead of them. Evening, Captain. Evening, Mr. Winters. Everything all right? Couldn't be better, sir. We're making ten knots. Very good, mister. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to believe this is the last time I'll be easing the old parabell through Dead Man's Reef. <laughs> I've done it almost five hundred times. Now, sir. Uh, It'll be like Charles' place. Now, sir. No, oh, yes, quite, Winters. No, I used to navigate this ship by dead reckoning in the old days. Before they put those channel lights in to make it easy. Think you could still do it, Captain? <laughs> dead certain I could. But why bother, eh? <laughs> so, head us straight between the lights. That's all there is to it. Almost as bad as being a landlubber. 
traffic lights even on the sea these days. That's right. I say, Winters. What's that, sir? Those lights. Hmm? What's the matter with them, sir? <laughs> my, my old tired eyes must be playing tricks on me. How do they look to you? Why, they seem all right. We're heading straight between them, sir. Yeah, that's just it. Somehow it, it doesn't seem right. They don't seem to be in the same position, the right position. But, sir, those lights are inspected every month. And certainly the island doesn't move. Yeah, no, no, I guess you're right. What's that? Why, sounds like, sounds like, like wind whistling overhead. Captain, yeah. you were right, sir. Those lights were moved. We're heading straight for the reef. The earth engines, pull us down. Too late. We've grounded. Wait. I don't think so, sir. Look. Look at the bow swing around. Why, the great hog spoon. It's a miracle. Yes, sir. We're passing the lights. They're back in the channel. Back on the island, Jimmy and Professor Browning, unaware that Superman has taken the situation in hand, look on in amazement as the ship miraculously veers away, its bow barely touching the jagged reef, before it swings back on its course, a brief fraction of a second before piling up. It's positively incredible. I can't believe my eyes. That ship stopped as if she'd hit a wall, and then swung around as if she were being pushed. Oh, here's Mr. Kent. Say, did you see what happened? Yes, I did. Oh, it was a narrow escape. That ship came within a hair's breadth of going on the rock. Oh, where were you watching it from? Further down on the beach. Oh, you smell of tar. Huh? It's like the tar they used to cork seams on shipboard. Do I? Yes, can't you do? Why, your hands are covered with this stuff. Hey, where have you been? Uh, well, I, uh, I was on the beach around the bend there. I, I picked up some seaweed, some kelp. That's probably what it is. Well, kelp doesn't smell like tar, Mr. Kent. Oh, it, it came off the piece of driftwood I was sitting on. Say, let's duck back into that passage before Deutsch's men start nosing around. They won't be down on the beach in a minute, wondering how the ship escaped. Hey, good idea, Mr. Kent. Uh, come along, Jimmy. Hey, let me lead. I know the way. Professor, do you know exactly what Deutsch plans to do with the radium he's mining on this island? Uh, no, Kent, I don't. He's never told me. Oh. All I know is that he continually speaks of it in conjunction with a master plan, whatever that is. Professor, Deutsch has a room of his own somewhere in that labyrinth of tunnels, hasn't he? A central office? Yes, he has. Good. I want you to lead us to it. Oh, gosh, Mr. Kent. That's just what Deutsch wants you to do. Walk right into his trap. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't intend to walk in, Jimmy. I'd just like to find a place where I could listen. Maybe find out a little more of what kind of madness Deutsch is up to. Yeah, he's cunning, Kent. And ruthless. You won't learn much from him. Well, we might, if we're patient. And lucky. And aren't discovered first. Well, I can show you a passageway that crosses directly over Deutsch's room. Will that do? That might do fine. All right. Now, now quiet. Both of you. Quiet. We'll have to cross this tunnel. And it's going to be illuminated. We don't want anyone to catch us. Not now. Look. Look. Right there at the entrance of the tunnel. Some of Deutsch's henchmen sent to capture those sailors they expected. Yes. All right, now, quickly, around this corner. Follow me, right? They've seen us, down this passage, quickly. Hurry, hurry, don't wait for me. I can't keep up. Nonsense, Professor. Here, grab my arm. We'll run together. Thank you, Mr. Kent. Quickly, now, in this door. Right. There we are. Why, look, Dr. Browning. 
Look what's in this room. Uh, books. Nothing but books. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of books. Just stacked up on the floor. Gosh. Mm-hmm. What can they be doing with all these books? I don't know. But we'd better lay low for a while. They'll be looking for us in this time. If we're Meanwhile, in Deutsch's headquarters, carved deep in the rock of Volcano Island, the news that Jimmy, Kent, and Professor Browning have been seen has not yet been reported. Hans is explaining the loss of the ship to his chief. But, Herr Doctor, it is true. I saw it with my own eyes. The ship stopped short only 20 feet in front of the reef. I saw it had struck. It stopped so quickly. And then I saw it swing around like, like it was being pushed. It is incredible, Hans. You are trying to cover up your own failure with a fantastic lie. But ships do not stop short unless they strike something. They do not swing around unless something pushes them. Tell me, Hans. How does your fertile imagination explain such a phenomenon? I do not know, Herr Doctor. I do not know. I only tell you what I saw. But one of the men claims he saw a mysterious figure swoop down and dive under the ship just before it struck. Hans, how do you take me for a child that you tell me such scary stories? You know what this failure to get that ship means, Hans. Yeah, yes, Doctor, It means we have no additional men to work in the radium mine. But what can we do? I'll show you what we can do. Hello. Hello. Bring Professor Browning to me at once. Ah, Hans. Twelve ounces of radium. That is all we need. Then we are masters over all men. It requires twelve ounces of radium, Hans. And you will get it for me. Or else... Ah, here, Doctor. I will get it. Good. How long do the men work now? They do for ten hours each day. Starting today, it is fifteen hours, Hans. Do you hear me? Fifteen hours. Doctor, they cannot stand it. We cannot give them enough food as it is. Or enough sleep. They work underground. The air is foul. Twelve ounces of radium, Hans. Tons of the pitch spring. Hundreds of tons. Thousands, even. Pour it into the machine. The acid vats, they should be full 24 hours a day. The reduction tanks, they will never stop. Day and night. Night and day until we have enough. Doctor, if the machines break down under the terrible strain, then even the men who dig cannot help us. Do not worry about that. Professor Browning will fix them. I have put a gun in his back before, and I will do it again. Yeah? Hello, what's it? Browning has escaped. How could that be? Yeah. The door was unbolted. But who? Never mind, never mind. He must be somewhere in his passages. Find him. I don't care how you do it, but find him and alive. I heard you, Doctor. Browning gone. Just when we need him most. And you are responsible for this. How do these things happen? First the boy escapes. Now even the professor is gone. Can you do nothing? Doctors, they have been sighted in tunnel number seven. Tunnel number seven. Now, I have an idea. I can catch three birds in one net. Hello. Hello. I have new orders for you. Now listen carefully. Steal all the entrances to tunnel number seven. Do you understand? Turn off all the lights. And then reverse the ventilation machine. Yeah? I said reverse them. Pump the air out of tunnel number seven. Yeah. Pump out all the air. Once again, Deutsch's diabolical mind conceives a murderous plan to trap and possibly murder Kent, Jimmy, and Dr. Browning. What will happen when the life-giving air is pumped out of tunnel number seven? And Kent save his friends without revealing his Superman identity? Don't forget, tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look! It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine.
Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! <laughs>